Hi everyone, Benjamin Smith here, pastor of Revealing Truth Ministries, Wesley Chapel. You know, God is always speaking good things to us and he has a word for you today, we are sure of it. Take some time out to listen and we'll be back as soon as we're done. God bless you. Heavenly Father, I just come to you today and I thank you for this time. I thank you for this time that we've come together to hear from you. I thank you that we've come here to be encouraged. We've come here to hear from you, to be built up, to go out and do that which you've called us to do, Lord God. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord God, for the spirit of God that dwells on the inside of me. I thank you that the word will flow through me and it will touch each and every person here. It will work in their lives and it will produce change. It will produce victory. And we give you glory and honor and praise for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's do our Bible confession. Ready? Read. This is my Bible. I can be what it says I can be. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Every verse is God-breathed, and I aim to live by every word. It is essential to my faith foundation and works to change me from the inside out into the person God created me to be. That is why I shall never let it go. It is reliable. It is the truth. It is divine. It is the word of God and shall forever be to me my Bible. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. So we are on the Live Loud series. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. The title of this message is The Issue is Settled. God wants you healed. I don't care what you've ever heard that goes against what was just said, but know beyond the shadow of a doubt that God wants you healed. There has never been a person that has walked the face of this earth that dealt with sickness and disease that God did not want that person healed. There will never be a person to ever walk the face of this earth that has sickness or disease that God's desire is not for that person to be healed. Amen. Period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Oh, but I know this person, they were sick. But in God's will. Oh, I know this person, but they dealt with this type of disease. Wasn't God's will. Oh, this person said that they learned a ton of things about God from being on the bed of affliction. That wasn't the best. That was not God's best. God will work in every single area. Give him an inch and he will move. You open yourself up to him and he will move. He will give you wisdom. He will give you understanding. What happens is a lot of times people are on their back, they can't do nothing else, and then they'll listen to God. And then they'll hear God. 
Oh, this is wonderful. This is great. God is loving. You know what? I wouldn't have known any of that stuff had I not been on my bed of affliction. Tell you what, when your health was great, had you cracked open the Bible? Had you prayed? Had you listened? You would have got the same thing. Do not ever let anyone tell you that God's desire is for you not to be healed. Do not ever let anyone tell you that God wants you to be sick so he can teach you a lesson. That is from the pit of hell. Lies. It is not true at all. God has already established his word. Psalm 119 and verse 89. In the King James Version, it reads, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. In the easy to read, it says, Forever, O eternal one, your word stands in heaven, firm and resolute. In 3 John 2, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Be in health means be in good health. Yes. Say, so, well, God wasn't speaking. Oh, but he was speaking by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That is God's will, is for us to be in health. And so when I see people that are not in health, I get upset. Not at them. Definitely not at them. But at the enemy. Because I know that God has better for them. I know that God wants better for them. I know that God says, I've given you my very best. I've given you Jesus. And with giving you Jesus, I've given you salvation. And healing is a part of salvation. When Jesus died for our sins, death was in that atonement. Sickness and disease was in that atonement. And he paid for it all. Yes. Paid for everything. Which means it's all ours. It all belongs to you. But you got to accept it. You got to receive it. It might be yours, but if you don't receive it, if you don't operate in it, you won't get the benefits. Example. This past Thanksgiving, Shalita and I were invited to one of my favorite people's homes for Thanksgiving meal. Here. Actually, the person that's sitting in here right now. But Shalita and I had already made plans to go to Georgia. And so we spent Thanksgiving in Georgia. And that person could have the best sweet potato pie ever. 
and I could have had access to it, but I didn't get it because I didn't go. Was it available to me? Absolutely. Could I child on some turkey and, and yams and whatever else that that person had? Absolutely. But I didn't receive it because I didn't go. But that was by choice. Had I went, that person's table would have been opened up to Shalita and I. At the same, in the same instance, God has set a table before us. Right there. Get what you want. It's all been paid for. Oh, you mean I can have one of those rolls too? You can have as many of those rolls as you want. Oh, I can put some gravy and some cranberry sauce in everything? That's yours as well. Now, when it comes to God, oh, I can have peace? Yes, you can have peace. Can I have joy? It's been provided for you. Can I walk in in fullness and well, in fullness of joy? Yes. Could I experience healing? Absolutely. It is yours. It is yours. Not only has it been already, it's already been paid for. It's ours. Receive it. Walk in it. Don't let things just run. Don't just accept foolishness. Do not let the enemy run roughshod in your house, in your body, in your finances. None of that. You stop. Not here. The enemy walks around like he's a bully. Today, we're going to bully the bully. We have to allow the word to be settled in our lives on earth. The things that we speak will have an effect on our lives. The things that we say tells what we believe. But the things that we do yells what we believe. How we live our lives yells what we believe. Oh, praise the Lord. I, I, I know God. I know God means me well. But you see a person, their demeanor is defeated. They walk around, they act defeated. They may tell you, oh, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. But as you hear them talk outside of these walls that we call the church, they're saying other things. Oh, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. I got these bills coming in. My kids are acting a mess. My hip has been hurting me 
for the past 15 years, if I can just get some medicine to manage it, I'll be okay. That's a defeated life. That, that, is not, that is not God's best for you. He will accept it if you accept it, but it's not his best for you. He wishes above all things that we prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers means our mind, our will, our emotions, everything is good. We walk with the joy of the Lord on the inside of us. That's what God wants for us. He wants to say, yes, that's my daughter. You know what? She's a great ambassador. Man, do y'all know Miss Janice? Miss Janice walking around with a smile on her face, victory at every turn, Things come against her, don't knock her down. Knock it down, she, she get right back up. She's standing on the word. She's progressing. She's moving in the name of Jesus. Sickness tries to attack it, attach itself to her body, but it dies. It can't stay. Things come. Oh, yeah, the enemy come. The enemy comes. This is a fight, but it's a good fight. I remember as a kid, I moved into this neighborhood, and you had the group of guys, and they were, you know. I hung out with them. They liked me, but they really didn't like me. So over the course of time, it would just be like, oh, we're going to do things to Kind of, kind of see if we can get at it. I remember one day, they came and knocked on my door. Hey, what's up? He want to fight you. They brought the fight to my house. Brought the fight to my house. I wasn't bothering anybody. I wasn't on that type of time. Not at all. But guess what? At my front door was a fight waiting. Let me tell you something. The enemy will try to come to your door. He will try and bring the fight to you. You say, I'm a person of peace. He's not. I don't believe in the violence. He does. I'm just going to sit back. He won't. So the point is, what are you going to do when the fight comes to you? I don't want no fight. Well, I do. What you going to do? You either going to fight or you going to get towed up. That's what's going to happen. Oh, I don't want to fight him. <laughs> That's good. That means I can just punch you all day long. It ain't going to get no type of blows coming back. That's how the enemy works. He's looking for easy prey. He's going about, seeking about whom he may devour. Not me. Come to my house. I got something for you. Even better yet, I'm coming to your house. 
We don't fight fair. Because when I come, I'm not just coming with Michael Terrell Austin. Oh, I'm coming with the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. I'm coming with power. I'm coming with the words that I speak that I believe exactly what I said and I expect it to happen. I don't give a care what it looks like. I don't care what the outside is saying. By God, we're victors. We win. And I will not accept defeat. I will not accept. Oh, it's okay. You'll be all right. No, you won't. No, you won't. The Bible says the enemy comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I am come. Not I have. I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. I'm going to live that life in the name of Jesus. I'm going to live that life. And if I see the enemy trying to attack those people that I love, and I love every person in here, then we, we coming. Oh, we coming. We coming. Oh, no, we don't fight fair. We coming. Vince, if he knock on your door, I'm at your door. Christy, if he come to your shop, we come into your shop. We don't play that. I'm not playing that. The enemy is a defeated foe. And he will keep himself under my feet. As a matter of fact, so far under my feet, I don't know what that joker is. Jesus came to establish the word on earth. Acts 10, verses 37 and 38. That word I say ye know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism from John preached how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all. Healing all. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil for, for God was with him. Didn't say 99.8%. Didn't say if it was a good day or it was a bad day. He healed them all. You will never find an account in the word where Jesus was approached for someone to be healed and he said no. So why is it okay for people to say it now? Oh, it wasn't meant for them to be healed. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And he healed them all. And the places where they couldn't be healed, 
it said, or whatever places that he didn't operate, it said he could not do any mighty works because of their unbelief. But his will was always to heal. Always. He healed people because when he walked the earth, he walked in the old covenant. He healed people that were a part of the covenant. He healed people that were not a part of the covenant. Didn't matter. He did both. Oh, those people ain't got a covenant with God. But guess what? To every man has been dealt the measure of faith. And with faith, you can get anything from God that he has said you have access to. John 10, 10. The thief come, cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they may have life, that they might have it more abundantly. 1 John 3 and 8. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's what Jesus came to do. Everything that the enemy was trying to do on the earth, Jesus said, I've come to destroy that. I've come to set heaven on earth. What's going on in heaven should take place in earth. The things that you have access to in heaven, you should have access to on earth. In the Lord's Prayer, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How many of y'all think somebody walking around sick in heaven? Hungry. Depressed. If it ain't going on in heaven, Jesus brought heaven to earth. Jesus came and walked the earth as a man. You say, oh, he was God on earth. He walked the earth as a man. He was tempted with like passions as us. He got hungry. He got tired. He got mad. Didn't sin. But he showed us how we're to walk out this life. Did they come after Jesus? Oh, you better better believe they did. But even more so than that, he paid a price so that we could have access to everything that God has to offer. Everything that God has to offer. Nothing has been withheld. 
God has provided everything. God said, I gave you my best. There is nothing more than, or better than Jesus I can give you. So if I gave you my best, the best that there is to give, why would I withhold health from you? Why would I withhold healing from you? Why would I withhold peace from you? This is the answer. He wouldn't. He don't. So we have to accept that. We have to believe that. We have to walk in that. God is good. Healing was a major part of Jesus' ministry. Those with a covenant. Go to Luke chapter 8, verses 43 through 48 in the King James Version. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood staunched. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee and sayest thou, who touched me? Man, there's so many people out here bumping and hitting up against you. You're talking about who touched you? crazy. He didn't say that, but he probably was thinking, what? And Jesus said, somebody has touched me for I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. Now, a lot of people was touching, hitting up against them. Some people were probably saying, I wonder if I touch him, what would happen? Oh, that's the man right there. Well, let me get a touch. Oh, ain't that happen. Oh, he just, he just a guy. He just somebody. But she had already spoke life. If I can just touch something he got on, if I can just get some kind of contact with what he's been in contact with, I'd be healed. Oh, God, that's good. Some people are saying that about you. I don't know about, I don't know if my relationship quite good with God, but I can get somebody that know God. <coughs> if I can get Amber to pray for me, because I don't know him quite like that, but I know she do. If I can get her to lay hands on me, <clears throat> I know I'll be healed. Now you she can't a person can't stay there, but you can't tell me they can't start. <clears throat> they can start there. So we are God's hands and feet. Thank you. We are his mouthpiece in the earth. So, we can be that quote-unquote conduit. 
that start off that person's relationship with God for themselves. Hallelujah. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Now, she was a daughter. She had, she was under the covenant. Let's try a woman that wasn't. Matthew 15, verses 22 through 30. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coasts and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. She ain't crying after y'all. She crying after Jesus. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That was the covenant. Then came she and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to, to dogs. And she said, truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. He didn't call her daughter. He called her woman. But he still recognized the faith. He said, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. So it's not based on the covenant. So what is it based on? Well, the truth of the matter is, Jesus was operating under the old covenant at the time. But the truth of the matter is, he came for the world. It wasn't a jest. Oh, I'm just coming for, for the Israelites. I'm just coming for the Jews. Because I wouldn't have been a part of that number. And many of you, if not all, would not have been a part of that number. But it specifically says, for God so loved the world that he gave. It was a gift. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Luke 17, 11 through 19, it says that it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. 
And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. And as it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. He didn't have a covenant. But he was still healed. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith made thee whole. He did not have a covenant under the covenant that they were walking on, walking in at the time, but he still received healing from Jesus. It ain't just about the covenant. It's about people. Jesus sent out his disciples to heal. Luke chapter 10, verses 1 through 9. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them to And two, before his face, into every city and place, whether he himself would come. So Jesus is sending them before he go. Sending them out before he's to go to wherever that place is. Therefore, he said unto them, the harvest is truly, I mean, the harvest truly is great, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Carry neither purse nor script nor shoes and salute no man by the way. And into whatsoever house ye enter, first say, peace be to this house. And if the son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. If not, it shall turn to you again. In the same house remain, eating and drinking such things as they give, for the laborer is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house, and into whatsoever city you enter, and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you. And heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, The kingdom is God, the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you and heal the sick that are therein not lay hands on a couple pray for a few heal the sick how many are the sick all of them heal the sick Our great commission is to heal. 
Mark 16, 15 through 18, it says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Those are our walking papers. Those are our orders. If you are a believer, this is what you should be doing. Laying hands on the sick. Not calling Pastor Benjamin, Pastor Greta, hey, we got some sick folks over here. You need to come down to the hospital. They need a prayer from the word. They need, they need to hear from God. Do you hear from God? Oh, yeah, he told me to call you. No wrong answer. He told you to answer the call. You have been given that charge. I have been given that charge. We lay hands on the sick and they recover. Sickness is not a problem for God. As a matter of fact, it's already been taken care of. So why is there so much sickness going on around? Especially in the body of Christ. A couple reasons come to mind real quick. One, people don't know. Two, people don't believe. One of the reasons they don't know is because they don't get in the word for themselves and it's not being taught as much as it has in the past. That's it. So, I was, I had this conversation with God. I'm like, I ain't hearing it too much. He said, right. So what you going to do about it? Because most times, forget it, all the time, God bringing something before your eyes is for you to do something. He bring it to you. You need to do something. You don't need to call me. It's like, you know what? I got a word from God and he told me to tell you that this is something that you need to do. <laughs> Keep them bucks. But if God is bringing it before you, more times than not, he has equipped you anointed you to do that which he's placed on your heart, which he told you to do. Now for this one, all of us has been given this charge. 
Nobody can't say, oh, that don't apply to me. That ain't a part of my ministry. Oh, contraire, moon prayer. Which means quite to the contrary. That is a part of your ministry. These signs shall follow them that believe. No matter what type of believer you are, young believer, old believer, female believer, male believer, tall believer, short believer, skinny believer, fat believer, it don't matter. White believer, black believer, all of us has been called to do this one. None, no type of exception. Jesus paid the price for healing. Healing is a part of salvation. Isaiah 53, 1 through 5. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? He shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. Now, there's a little side note real quick. I love the King James Version. That is just my go-to. There are a lot of different translations that speak to people, but me personally, there's nothing like the King James. But as you go through this, <laughs> with all of this old English, like, man, what does that say? What does that mean? I don't know about all that stuff. What's up with that? So, English Standard Version. Who has believed what, we have, what he has heard from us? And to whom was the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of a dry ground. He had no form or majesty that he should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne or carried our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. 
Now, that was looking beforehand to what Jesus would do. Peter is looking back to what Jesus did. In 1 Peter 2.24 says, who his own self, Jesus himself, bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were 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 healed past tense already happened price already been paid Receive is right here. Receive salvation. This is part of the package. In the Darby translation, who himself bore our sins in his body on the tree in order that being dead to sins, we may live to righteousness by whose stripes ye have been healed. You have been healed. Healing is already yours. It's not something that you, God, what do I have to do for you to just heal me? Live. Accept Christ. It's already yours. It's like, what do I have to do to get that money? Reach into your back pocket. Oh, you already put it there? Oh, it's my own. Oh. oh. God has did it all. We have to receive from him what it is that he's already done for us. Healing is yours. Healing is mine. Never let any outside sources, any thinking tell you anything other than that. Healing is already yours. It is already God's desire for you. But it's definitely one thing you have to do. Amos 3 and 3. And the King James Version says, can two walk together except they be agreed? In the, in the New Living Translation, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? God says, this is what I have for you. And with this, we need to go this way. Oh, but my experiences told me here, oh, you ain't walking with God concerning healing. You're <laughs> not. You got to agree with what he said. It's forever settled in heaven. Jesus established it on earth. He's given it to us. 
We have to walk in it. A couple of things. Stop living by what you know. Meaning past experiences. But by what you believe. We're not called knowers. We're called believers. Go in the word and study. I already know that scripture, Jesus. It's obvious there's something about that scripture that he still wants you to receive from. The word is alive. Knowledge is sometimes a hindrance to growth. You know a scripture, so you won't study it. So you just stuck with your knowing and what you know. But that scripture is alive. And God can continue to speak to you through that scripture from now until Jesus come back. Lastly, do what God is telling you to do now. Don't put it off another day, another hour, another minute, another second. That's all I have for today, folks. Father, we just come to you right now. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your great love in loving us. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for healing. We receive what you have spoken to us. And we commit to doing everything that you've placed in our hearts to do. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, that's what God had to say to us today. We pray that it blessed you. As always, we pray that the word of God blesses you, not just years from now or months from now or weeks from now, not even days from now. But we pray that you got something out of the message today that would change your life immediately. God bless you and look forward to chatting with you next time.